Oh my gosh. Wait until you hear this conversation with my coaching student and six-figure photography business owner, Jill Darty. I invited Jill on the Joycast because I know her story is like so many of yours. As a portrait photographer with a lot of competition and four super active kids, Jill found herself constantly frazzled, doubting herself and stretching herself so thin she realized she needed to find a different path for her business if she was going to be the mom, the wife, and the photographer she wanted to be. In this episode, Jill takes us along her journey over the past few years of growing her confidence in a six-figure portrait photography studio in a rural area jam-packed with good photographers. In just the last few months, Jill has been able to purchase, get this, a new minivan, pay off her studio build-out without taking on debt, invest in new lighting equipment, and a new laptop. This conversation with Jill will inspire you and leave you with actions to take to start implementing today. So the real question is, how are portrait photographers like us able to run a profitable business and still put our families first without selling digital files for cheap and working all the time? I'm Sarah Petty, your host of the Worth Every Penny Joycast. And I went from a stressed out, overworked mama with three babies to being named one of America's most profitable photographers without working my kids' lives away. Each week, I'll show you how to find and serve boutique portrait photography clients in a world where we compete with free thanks to everyone having a digital camera in their pocket. Take the first step to adding more joy and profit to your life by downloading your free photography business tools at joyofmarketing.com forward slash podcast. Jill! Yay! (laughs) I'm so (laughs) excited that you are here and that we're able to share your story with other people because I have three kids, you have four kids, Mm -hmm. and your kids are younger than mine. Mine are going off to college, but you're in the thick of it. I am in the thick of it. You know, we think it's hard when they're little and they're babies and like, oh, they're so time. Oh no, <laughs> it's so much more time consuming because when they're little, at least you can, you know, edit during nap time or do things that, you know, and like you're, they're all contained, but when they're big, you're just driving them to this practice. You're driving them to this game. You're driving them here or there. And, and I have a daughter who's in every slick sport she can be in because we're in a small rural community. So she's big fish, little pond. So she's in all of the things and my oldest son is going to be a senior and my youngest is in third grade. So like the whole mesh mess of them, it's just a lot of running. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that you are about being a great mom. I think a lot of people in our community are that way. Like you want to be a great mom. You want to have this business and make money, but you, you realize they're going to be gone soon. What, Mm -hmm. what does being a mom mean to you? Oh my, wow. Well, that was a question. Yeah. <laughs> what does mom mean to me? Being that it's mom that you want It's that person that guides you and gives you a safe place to land when you need someone to talk to. But is this someone that teaches you to not be afraid and to go out there and spread your wings and fly as far as you can? So my goal for my kids is always like, you know, what can I teach them? How can I teach them to be independent? How can I teach them to go out there and take chances and not be afraid to maybe fail at something or because they can learn along the way? Like if I can create four children with open mindsets, then 
and abundant mindsets, then I think I've done a good job. And I think that, you know, they're on their way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that takes a lot of work and time. Absolutely. It takes a ton of time. It takes a time, a ton, a ton of trusting in myself too, like in getting myself um, to a place where I know that I embody those same qualities because I believe in showing um, and doing and teaching by doing, by leading by example, not do what I say, not what I, you know, the backwards work, do as I yeah. say, not as I do. I want to, yeah. I want them to do as I do and be okay with it. Yeah. So being a business owner, how does that model that for them? Like what do um, they get to see you do? <laughs> it models that by, they see that they see the struggles that I go through, especially now that they're older and they kind of understand when I'm stressed out or when I'm really kind of doubting myself, they can kind of see the struggles on the back end of it that they're going to be going through too. And we kind of, we, we openly talk about those kinds of things too. Like when I feel like I'm judging myself too much, or if I'm comparing myself, like my number three kiddo, he is a fifth grader going into sixth grade and he's constantly comparing himself to his friends. And I'm always talking to him about how comparison is the thief of joy. And you really want to stay away from comparing what you, cause you, then you forget about what you have already and what cool things you have right here. Like for yeah. example, me walking into your life every day. Oh, you <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. It's true. So when you came to us and you found us and you started studying with us, talk about what your life looked like. Cause your kids were a little younger and boy, four is a lot. So what did your <laughs> business sort of business life look like then? Um, so it was a lot of stress. I was so wrapped up in my business and thinking about my business that I wasn't really present for them. I was just uber focused. For example, like my daughter went through this really massive growth spurt at a very young age. And I felt like it was my fault because I wasn't paying enough attention to her. Like she kind of like, you know, when they're going through puberty and stuff, they kind of chunk up and then they get big kind of thing. And she just all of a sudden I couldn't pick her up. And it occurred to me that I was so wrapped up in my business that I wasn't putting, being present with them. Even if I was physically there, I was so stressed out and thinking about money and how I was going to get the next client all of the time that I was missing out on them and being present with them. So that's where I was at pre Sarah Petty. <laughs> and I know you had a goal of breaking six figures, but mm-hmm. also it was like, how is that going to happen? Cause it was crazy, busy working all the time, mm-hmm. just, you know, busy, busy and active. So what, what shifted, like what caused the biggest shift for you to see, okay, I can do this easier. (laughs) (laughs) I could do this easier if I just listen to what Sarah says and (laughs) do what I know I'm supposed to do and just do what Sarah says. Um, so the, the idea that I can create artwork that people will love and that they love me for that and not, and I don't need a billion clients that I'm creating these wonderful pieces that these, for example, I had this client that just came in and she ordered a 24 by 36 framed print, a wide angle shot of her kids running to the camera with their little puppy trailing behind and they're in the background and the sun is setting and it's gorgeous. And that print should have always been on the wall. And when I was giving digital files and stuff away before people weren't printing them right, they were like, Oh, well, it's a great eight by 10 to put on my desk. Like, Knowing that that client lives out there and she's willing to pay thousands of dollars for her portrait to put that on the wall because she cherishes it the same way as I cherish thing made me realize that I don't have to have a hundred clients. I just need the right clients. So I just 
started looking for the right clients and understanding how to find out who those people are by talking to them on the phone and figuring out what their needs are. That whole process has opened up the ability to have time for my family because I don't spend as much time editing and struggling with shooting and all of the things I was juggling before. It's an interesting mind shift, isn't it? When you think, well, I'm, I'm cheap and I have clients that don't value photography and they, maybe they complain or whine like, and then you think, well, how am I going to charge more and ask them to put more time in and be more a part of the process when they already are complaining? And, and yet the opposite happens when you get the right client. Oh gosh. Yeah, absolutely. The yeah. opposite absolutely happens when you have the right client, they appreciate all of it. And they're way more forgiving if you have made a mistake. You know, like if you actually, because you've served them so well and you've been a partner with them through this process that if you do make an error, their chances are they're going to be forgiving of that because you're willing to fix it and make it right. So, and they, they trust you in those kinds of things. So it's just, it's a way better relationship. It's just happier. So I'm happier. I'm happier at home with the kids. They see me being happy. Like everybody's happy. Jeff is the husband's happy. We're all happy. So has your husband noticed a difference in you? and everybody, like everybody that has met me, who has known me before, they can see a difference in my, just me believing in myself finally, and just the confidence that I have. They always knew that it was there, but I was afraid of being out there because I was afraid of that failure. I was afraid of not doing it right. I was just constantly in fear. And the fear is finally starting to subside, which is amazing because you spend a lot of, when you're going through this process, you spend a lot of time in fear. Like you're just, oh my gosh, this is, and you just keep working through it. And I'm, I'm a firm believer in working through that fear. So I'm finally on the back end of maybe a, a huge amount of anxiety, which feels really good. And being able to like, confidently look at somebody and say, okay, this is what I do for you. And if they, if they choose no, cool, that's totally fine. That doesn't mean I'm bad. Doesn't mean that it was wrong or I'm doing something wrong. It just means it wasn't the right fit. And I am so okay with that because then that just saves me the time and energy that I would waste on a client. That's like, oh no, I don't, you know? Yeah. So when you first started, you converted to boutique and you started to have to talk pricing. Was that hard for you? Like, do you remember a time when you're like, oh my gosh, I'm going to do it the first time. And then how did it go? Is there anything, any ahas you had in that transition? Um, so during that transition, <laughs> just practicing saying those words out loud, you know, like this is going to be a $3,469 bill. That was a really difficult word to say. And, you know, I, I was always, and even last year, I was still really shying away from just speaking numbers. You know, when I would do some, I like, for example, currently I'm in the middle of my Friends Forever sessions um, event and it's a fundraiser for schools and you bring your kids in and everybody takes, pays 25 bucks and then each, you know, goes to each one of their schools. And now that I'm, I'm at a place now where I'm like, these are the fun, cool things that I offer right now. And if you want something more and I can talk to those prices, I am totally fine saying all of those words now. And going through that process was, it was just a matter of practicing and believing in it. And then the more you did it and the more people were like, okay, and just wrote a checkout, literally wrote a checkout. Like these clients write checks out for this stuff. It's not like it's being charged or anything. It's totally fine. Like they're fine. And once you realize how okay it is, you're just like, all right, this is just what it is. Yeah. Yeah. And I know you have a lot of competition in your area. I have a lot of competition. We all have a lot of competition. 
some people have a lot of shoot and burn competitors. And I know you have both some, some, some quality competitors that are doing products in some lower price. And I know when you're first starting or you're, you're trying to find your place in the market, how have your thoughts changed about, oh my gosh, there's so much competition. <laughs> it, it still creeps up every once in a while. Like it's always back there lurking and kind of coming back into the backyard. Well, so-and-so does it this way or so-and-so just finished the studio and it's gorgeous. And I'm like living in a dump or whatever, you know, like it's constantly yeah. there. But what I realized is people come to me for me and my personality. And I'm starting to embrace me as a human being and just be me. And those people go to those other photographers because they like their personalities and it's okay. And there's enough for all of us. And it's okay. It's okay to not be shooting every single human being in my County. It is okay. You know, cause I don't know, you said I live in a rural town, but my town, my town that I live in my house is in a 600 people. And the studio is in a town of 4,500 people. And there are two two boutique photographers in the same town as me. So are not quite the same town, but close enough. And it's, it's, it can be really tough. It could totally be a head game because you're like, Oh my God, they're doing this thing. But I've always lived by this motto because I've always been an artist. I've never, ever been okay with copying somebody else's work. You can learn from it, but you've got to put a spin on it and turn it to your own thing. Like you have to, you've got to, you've got to look at what they're doing and then educate yourself and then figure out how that fits into your your personality and your brand. Yeah. And I have some good competitors in my market too. And one is a man and he did this really cool promotion. And I was like, Oh, I wish I would have thought of that, but I can <laughs> do it now. But there are a million other ideas. And really, I was glad that he did it because mm -hmm. I thought, Hey, good for him. That's creating awareness yeah. for professional photography in our town. Uh -huh. And that's the other thing too. It's always causing education. So we actually, so I do live in a competitive market, but I also live in a well-educated market. Yeah, which helps everybody because yep. the biggest fight we're up against is people don't know what we do. They think we charge 200 bucks for a CD. We have to explain to them why that portrait of their kids running toward the camera with the little doggy in the sun setting, how beautiful that would be on their wall because they can't think of that. They just, they don't know that. So I think it, they say, you know, rising tide lifts all ships, right? You're all lifting each other up, which is cool. Thinking about that portrait again that you just talked about, about that family, it was crazy because we were talking, and this was a huge like moment for me too, like to really embrace myself. She was looking, they were looking at a posed portrait of them where they were kind of sitting together. And then they were looking at this portrait of this, the running and all the activity. And I was just like, okay, to be honest, you could probably get the posed portrait anywhere. It's kind of what we're all trained to do, but... If you're coming to me and you want a Jill Darty original, you should probably get that one. And that was the coolest thing to say. Awesome. And she was totally, her and her husband were like, yep, you're right. <laughs> and they just were like, okay, that's what we're doing. See, so, that's you. You can't put a, you can't compete with that. You can't put a price no. on it because that was your vision and your artwork. Yep. So let's talk money. Cause you are definitely a creative, right? You're a visionary. You mm -hmm. have ideas. You were an art teacher, weren't you? I was. I was an art teacher. I have a master's degree in education. Yeah. And then I ran a daycare for a while and then I stumbled into photography and I just keep kept learning. So yeah. Yeah. But I just having known you and coached you, I know that while you you know you need money, right? Because you have four kids, you you don't live and die by like, I want to make millions of, of dollars. But <laughs> when you first came to me, you were like, God, I got some bills. I gotta pay. I need to catch up. I need to pay these bills. Yeah. And then at the end of last year, you're like, 
I don't know, Sarah, but I got money. I got extra money. <laughs> yeah, we were talking and you were like, so how are things going in the financial land? Which my brain doesn't do those things. It doesn't. <laughs> I like it just, it's really hard. I'm trying to make a better effort at it. Um, but yeah, it was like, there's money in the end of the checking account at the end of the month when I pay the bill. So that's kind of cool. That's exciting. <laughs> well, and talk about some of the things that you've been able to purchase because I know like getting a, a minivan when you're a mom with kids, it's fine. You could drive an old junker, but like, then you break down in the winter and you have oh, yeah. all these kids that are late to their mm-hmm. sport. Yeah. Like, how did that feel? I, I know you waited a long time to do that. Yeah. We were, we drove that other one into the ground and it was doing all kinds of things. And we were like, Oh, we'll just keep fixing it because it's cheaper than a payment. Right. And then finally it was just like, you know what, there's this because I believe in shopping local. So our Chevy dealership, which never, ever has any vans, they had like a Kia Sedona. I was like, Hey, we're going to go and get this van because we can. And I know we can, and we can probably get it in my name and it's totally fine because things are great and it's going well. And I have confidence in my business in order to start doing those family planning things that you know before I just didn't feel comfortable with. I felt super uber stressed out. And anytime you tacked a bill on, I was like, Oh my God, I'm never going to be able to pay this bill. But now it's like, okay, this is what I need to do to pay that bill because all of that is within my control. Yeah. Isn't that confidence of knowing, okay, I have a studio build out. I want to do, I can pay it. Right. And you pay that without taking on debt. Right. Mm -hmm. I know a laptop, Mm -hmm. what else lighting equipment? What else have you been able to just say yes to without thinking hard about it? Right. And going, Oh, just can't kids camps like they, they you know they're in select sports and if anybody knows about select sports like being able to afford some of those camps and their sports like my son is in soccer and that's a really expensive club for him to be in and we just know that we can like it's it, we're able to pay for those things and it's it's great because it's been a, a it's such a relief for my husband and I both that this disposable income is here for us to give these opportunities to our kids. Well, especially when you said you talked about being that mom and that mom that raises confident, independent kids, Mm -hmm. they learn that in sports, you know, some people aren't sports people, but those club sports, you learn how to play with someone whose personality grinds you or playing for a coach who doesn't like you. Yep. You're going to have a boss <laughs> likely. Yeah, exactly. You know? And so those are personal development things. And my yes. kids did them. They're a couple thousand dollars a season, oh, likely. Easy. Yeah. For mm-hmm. kid, and plus uniforms and travel. If you're traveling in hotels. And if you're traveling, then there's hotels and stuff. And you want to, and with this business model, I have the availability to go, like I can plan around all their things. There's no you know, scheduling days off or having to switch people shifts or anything like that. And then accidentally ended up working five shifts, 12 hour shifts in a row because you had to move things around. Like I can plan my month out and I can plan my year out to accommodate all of those things. So being able to plan my year and say, okay, these, for example, I want to be lighter in the the January, February, March part of the month, because that is the thick of basketball slash volleyball season and for grade school. So I want to be available to all those things. So I can plan my year out that those months I'm lighter and I don't need to, because I have the money in the savings and the, or receivables coming in and I can collect payment on those things. So, yeah, I, that just warms my heart because kids being able to see their parents go for their dream. Like it's hard. I know it's hard. I know there are times that are hard, but do they ever comment to you about your business or things they've learned, or they're so glad that you have that flexibility? Cause I know my kids, especially when we go to club tournaments, 
there are a couple moms or dads who, who just can't be there. And I I'm happy to take other kids or do what I can, you know, to run food for them or whatever, but it, I don't know. I just feel like to have a boss tell me I can't do that is kind of heartbreaking. So I, know, there- I don't think I, I know that I would never be able to go back to having a boss ever again. There's just, yeah. like it would have to be this crazy job that doesn't exist to accommodate me. Um, but I, you know, my kids haven't, but my husband said something to the other day to bring it to their attention. They're, he said, you know, the reason your mom does what she does and the reason she works as hard as she does during certain times is so, so she can have the flexibility to get you guys where you need to go. And so that's why we do what we do. That's why we've made the choices we wanted to make. So Jeff definitely brought it to their attention. Um, trying to think of an example of when they may have said something. I mean, for the most part, they don't enjoy being my model. I'm like, hey, come into the studio and take some pictures. Because <laughs> yeah. they're kind of teenagers and they're like, nah. <laughs> yeah. Just so you know, it's coming. Mine are in college and they're really having these grateful moments now. They're like, are oh. they like, they're going to be like, oh, yeah. it's great. I mean, yeah. I, th- I thought about um, the oldest kid is kind of dabbling around in entrepreneurship. So I have, you know, I do bring him into the studio and kind of teach him some things. And I'm probably going to have him learn some basic editing skills over the summer just to kind of see once, you know, is he interested in this kind of thing? And what can I teach him? So he's showing interest in it and he's got some great leadership skills. So I think he would be a great entrepreneur in time, but he's definitely got some learning to do. So I'll probably bring him into the studio and teach yeah, him which- which you can, right? You can take your kid to work any day you want to. Yep. Mm-hmm. Okay, final question. We always talk about at, at Joy Marketing and all the programs we have, like I want my students making money, right? That's awesome. Mm-hmm. But being able to put their family first mm-hmm. and building a career with meaning and impact. But the whole goal is so that you can put your best self into the world. How do you feel like in these last couple of years, you've been bringing your best self to the, to the game every day? Oh my gosh. So, um, I've always been a leader and found myself in leadership roles. I didn't realize that was happening. My business is flexible. So I'm able to actually teach religion to my eighth graders. We, I am in charge of their confirmation. So I get to still do teaching things. So that is always helping me because I'm also teaching them about being their best self and, and how their faith works into having a foundation to be, have your best self. And then I'm able to participate in organizations in our community that is building future entrepreneurs in our community. And so I feel like that's putting my best self, like I'm able to share my best self because I have a good foundation. So the light that I have in me, I'm able to put out there in the world. And that's, I think what all of us need to be doing all the time is getting that light that's inside of us out and sharing it. And if you keep it hidden away, then the darkness just comes because we're all expecting somebody else to do it. And I know that I spend a lot of time thinking, well, I don't want to put myself out there because then I'm going to have to do it. And I just don't have that time to do it. And I just don't have the time and I don't have the time. But now I run things through my filter. And if it's really important to me, then I have the time. And if it means sharing my light, then that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go out there and do that and and put that light out there because that's what the world always needs. And having happier version of yourself show up at home every night. Right, so that way they don't all get grounded immediately when the dishes aren't done. <laughs> hey, we could do a whole nother episode on that. Raising teenagers. That's a crazy one. Well, thank you so much. I know your story is inspiring others and you do have such an outgoing personality. I think sometimes people see people like you and think, oh, but she's 
extroverted and she has this great personality, but also you struggled with the, the anxiety and the fear and all those things too. They're normal. Like everybody, it's not personality driven. And so it's so great to see how you got the help you needed to get your business running in a place where you're now running it confidently and you're able to buy extra things, right? Yeah. We're, we're, we're starting to pool savings now. Like we're, we're going to get a pool put in back there because our kids have lots of friends. And so we want to then have a place to see, you know, like Jeff and I went looking around and checking out pools and, you know, well, yeah, we've got a, we're kind of starting to plan for that. So now I look at my monthly numbers <laughs> because I need That's- to know I'm making my goals. So that Guys, way I can start saving for that pool. You so, can have anything you want, right? I know that's the, that's the best thing about this. I can have anything I want. How am I going to get it? And you know how, right? Yep. Bam. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just uh, like that. Thanks, Jill. Hey, hey, photographer. It's Sarah again. And really quick. I want to give you a chance to work with me and my team of coaches for five days for free. You heard me right. I'm hosting a free challenge we call the Get Bigger Orders Challenge. This challenge is for you if your planner is packed with sessions and you feel overwhelmed with all the editing and back and forth and planning time you are spending. It's for you if the money you're making with photography is barely cutting it, even though you're busy all the time. It's for you if you're exhausted and you feel like with all the competition in your area, you can't charge enough to make this worthwhile. Come join me for a free five-day challenge right now and get bigger orders. Come to getbiggerorderschallenge.com. Getbiggerorderschallenge.com. You'll get daily coaching and challenge exercises from me live. You're going to get support, encouragement, accountability, all of those in our private Facebook group. No matter where you are in your photography business, this challenge is going to help you see what you need to do to get the bigger client orders that will give you the life you want. Go online to join the next challenge at getbiggerorderschallenge.com. That's getbiggerorderschallenge.com. There's a challenge starting June 21st, so go get started right now.